Welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric. And I'm Michael. And if you want to learn about the secrets of the universe, the law of attraction, mysticism, brohood, gambling, movies, pop culture, archangels, magic, good food, business, health, family, mediumship, and NFTs, and 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 board eight yacht club we have to talk about. Everyone smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, spread the video around like margarine on matzah oh i like it uh today we have on stanley mayton stan is an entrepreneur collector and youtuber you got to check out stan's channel on youtube called goats and the metaverse where they cover all things nft sports cards alternative collectibles and more firstly thank you for coming on stan thank you for having me i am excited <laughs> so are we so first thing you started goats in the metaverse on youtube June 2nd, 2021, I looked it up. That was well before Facebook changed their name to Meta, going Zuck, all in on the Metaverse. Zuck asked Stan, Stan what do yeah. I do? And Stan so, said, this is what you're going to do. He called me. He called me and he's like, listen, bro, I'm having a lot of problems here with Congress. What's the move here? What's the move What's here? So my question is, my question is, what do you know that we don't know? How did you come up with go, the Metaverse? I mean, like... Well, I mean, I think the the metaverse, the term the metaverse has been around for for I don't want that forever for a long time in this space, right? The metaverse is kind of like, you know, what is this new world that we're going to be living in that apparently we're already living in, right? I mean, uh, some of the things that are happening right now in the metaverse, like people in the NFT space, in the crypto space, in the metaverse space, they thought some of these things are going to be happening in three years, five years, 10 years. And it's like whole, a rocket ship. Yeah. This whole crypto metaverse NFT boom, it, it just literally exploded. Right. And, and now like, I'll give you a perfect use case example. We talked about NFTs. Like we talked about that every single ticket is going to be an NFT uh, months ago. Right. And we're like, one day you're going to go to an NFL game and your NFL ticket is going to be an NFT. They're doing it this weekend for Thanksgiving. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is what like what is the what is the benefit of that? Sure, I, I, I'll explain to you. So right now, let's say you take your kids or whoever you go to a football game, right? You have an e-ticket. Probably you have an e-ticket, right? I don't even think they have physical tickets anymore. You have an e-ticket on your phone. You download it on your you know to your Apple Wallet or whatever it is. You walk in. They scan it, you're there. That is used once and nothing ever happens to it again, right? Like you don't come back two years from, from now and you're like, oh, remember that game we had um, that we went to? Now, I don't know if you guys did this as a kid. I did. When you used to go to a baseball game or a football game or a concert, you used to save your ticket stuff. Still have them. Still I, have them. And my movie tickets too. Every movie I've ever been to. And now they're actually worth money, right? If you happen to go to, you know, Rangers winning the Stanley Cup finals, right? Like big events, right? Jordan's first game, LeBron's first game. Those things are starting to, to, to be worth money. So when you fast forward to today, you go to this game, right? Your ticket is an NFT. It shows you proof that you actually attended this game. And this is a legitimate ticket. Now, in theory, there's no financial value per se. Right. But let's say something meaningful happens at that game. I don't know. Maybe some record gets broken. Uh, something maybe bad happens at the game. Right. Maybe somebody gets shot or something happens that there's a moment in history. 
you have proof that this thing existed, right? You were there and it's on the blockchain technology and that moment is captured in time, right? It might be your son's first football game, right? And now he has that NFT that he could go show his kids, you know, 30 years down the line and says, look, I went to this football game. Here's part of my NFT collection. And, you know, I'm going to pass it down to you because maybe that's what we're going to do in the future. And like, you can't do that with a QR code. Like I bought tickets to go see uh, Blue Man Group in New York City. And okay. like, it's like an e-ticket, broadway.com or whatever. So like that QR code that's on the receipt that I printed out doesn't mean anything. It, it's kind of the same thing as, you know, the argument is like, well, you spent $200,000 on NFT. I could just right click and save that photo. Right. And now I have a $200,000 NFT. No, you don't because you don't actually own it. Right. It's just you were, you know, like there's. How no do you prove, Stan, how do you prove the blockchain though? Do you have to carry around like a link in your pocket that says, here's the blockchain code? Well, yeah, it's, it's in your MetaMask wallet, right? So it's going to be in your wallet that shows that you own this NFT and that you have proof of ownership of that NFT. And on the blockchain technology, it doesn't say Michael Eric owns the NFT, but your code that you have is on the NFT. Now, if somebody says, hey, I want to buy that NFT of that football ticket for $1, right? Or whatever the, the financial value is. You say, sure, I'm going to sell it to you. You transfer it over to them. And now they own it, right? So basically people are just going to start building economies, which I mean, they're already doing, but somebody somehow is going to figure out how to monetize those tickets, right? There has to be some sort of value for it. You are so forward thinking with, with all this shit, honestly. So I want to just, I'm going to tell our audience a real, like how we met. Okay. Stan, Eric and I met on, a, on the golf course and the caddy master came to Eric and me with the first tee out in the morning. And he says, I'm going to pair you up with this guy named Stan. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. He's really quiet. That's what he said. He's really quiet. Stan's really quiet. I said, all right, that, that's cool. You know, Eric and I have a nice person. We could be quiet. We could be tall, whatever. They... You guys aren't quiet. <laughs> no, no. You were quiet. They said you were quiet. Right. Yeah. We're, Eric and I are fucking loud mouths. So we got to the second hole and Stan's like, so what do you do? And we said, we own a global car service. We have a podcast, you know, spirituality, books, you know, movies, the whole nine yards. What do you do? And you're like, I buy digital racehorses and I buy baseball cards. And Eric and I are like stopped in our tracks. Like, you, what do you so mean? you're not a doctor or a lawyer like everyone else on this course? You're not a dentist? <laughs> what, how? First of all, how did you get into this? Did you wake up one day and know that, that you were going to be, you know, a professional NFT guy? No. No. How, how, did, how, did, how did this? How did, it's like NFTs find you. It's like you don't find the NFT. They find you. I mean, a part of it, I think, is luck. A part of it is. There's no I, such thing as luck. No such thing as luck. All right. It wasn't luck. Um, so I'll give you the really short story of a long story, really short summary of a long story. One of my best friends is in the collectibles world. He's been connecting cards, comics his whole life since 2012. He's like, you should buy high end comics for your kids and like invest in them. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I will one day. I will one day. And I see him like every year, like, Hey, this went up 20%. This went up 50%. This went up hundred percent. And then he started buying sports cards. And in 2019, he owed me 15 grand. And he's like, dude, why don't I take this 15 grand and buy you two sports cards or one sports card or something? You take it, you put it in the safety deposit box for your kids. 
20 years down the line, whatever it is, you know, you sell it, pay for their college. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. He bought me two Luka Donich rookie cards, uh, Blue Ice, limited to 99, the PSA 10. Uh, I believe we paid like eight grand for one, 7,000 for the other one. Jesus Christ. Uh, a year later, that card was worth about a hundred thousand dollars. No Christ. So you know, obviously, now that I own these cards, I'm paying more and more attention. COVID hits, my biz, my core business goes to pretty much zero. Which was what? Which was what? Uh, what did I own a production company, which is back. We're back. Uh, called production. Um, and I started importing PPE because I needed it to feed my family, make money and, uh, join the club, everything that, you know, the money I was making, I started also buying sports cards. And this is kind of like, like sports cards blew up during COVID, right? Everybody's yep. sitting home. Everybody has nothing to do. There's no sports. They needed, you know, they needed something. Right. And I was one of those people. And it, for me, it like instantly clicked because one, I'm a huge sports fan. Two, I understood the rarity, right? If you're creating something, there's only 25 of it in the world or 50 of it in the world or 100 of it in the world. Like people want that, right? They want something that's unique, that's rare, and that has a high grade, right? So so like that, that made sense to me. So I started investing in sports cards and my buddy Yasi, who I co-host, um, go to the metaverse with, He's in the crypto world, right? So same time, he's like, you should start buying crypto. Do you know what NFTs are? And I'm like, I don't really know. And my buddy Anthony, who got me sports cards, called me up earlier this year. And he's like, we should buy an NFT. And I'm like, I don't even know what an NFT is. We're there right now. Like, you've explained this to us like five times already. I'm still, it's like, huh? I'm not ready to dive into the pool. Like, we should buy, you should buy an NFT. We should buy a crypto punk, which is... The first NFT ever created, and there's only 10,000 of them in existence. So it's art. It's all it is, right? It's a Peter Max, but it's digital. It's digital. And it's the first, you know, in my mind, I'm like, first Picasso, right? Like, you know, first Michael Jordan rookie card, like first Mickey Mantle, like, to Were me, the designers act, are the designers prolific? Like the people who design those 10,000 images, are they actually pr prolific designers? In any they're, way, I mean, they're just forward thinking because they're like, we're just going to create a whole first NFT. Right. They're like, they're way ahead of their like nobody. They were giving these things away for free, by the way. They didn't even charge for them. They Indeed. literally gave it away for free. So back then in 2017, I don't even know how they found that. Whoever had a wallet and a and a wallet address, they would just send them these NFTs. Really? And then like they started trading for like ten bucks, thirty bucks, fifty bucks. 3,000 and, and then it really blew up this year. It really blew up. Well, last year it blew up. But do you think year, it do you think it blew up because of Gary Vaynerchuk? Do you think he was a big catalyst for that? I, and Tom Ballou from I, I, Impact Theory. I think he's one of them, right? Because so right. to that story, when I was gonna buy my first CryptoPunk, I called my buddy Yasi and I'm like, who I respect in the space. He's been in buying Bitcoin since you know 2012, 13. And I'm like, should I buy a crypto punk? And he's like, dude, I've been telling you about this for like a year. And I'm like, really? I just wasn't like, I wasn't even listening to him because I was yep. like, so in my own sports car world. But now that I, I was like, I was like, do you have some? He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, well, why? Right. And, and then the cultural thing started to make sense to me a little bit. Like there's three reasons why I was attracted to it. One's from the collectible side Two, I like the digital art and there's a cultural movement to it. And, 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 and the third piece during COVID, I was playing Fortnite with my kids and I was like, at first I was like skins, paying for skins. It's like so silly. I don't get it. But then when NFTs came around, it's like, wait a minute, imagine being in a video game and you own this character and you own this skin. And then I could go sell it to Michael or Eric or somebody else. Like there's a whole like economy here because I was paying for skins for my son. You know, I wasn't spending 25 bucks or whatever it is, but I got it. Right. And there was no, like, there's no trends and there's no value from it. Like I don't get anything in return, but now, you know, kind of the future looks like I could actually own a character in a video game. Right. Like there, there, there's something of substance there. And the other part of it is utility. Right. So if you own an NFT, right, let's say you own an NFT. The owners of that NFT could say, you know what, everybody that owns this NFT, we're going to give them a free car. We're going to buy them a house. We're going to send them ten thousand dollars, whatever that whatever they decide to do. Technically, it could happen. And how do those owners make money? The, the, Uh, The create the creators of the NFT. So they make money on the initial NFT launch, uh, and they make money on royalties. Most NFTs has have a backend royalty. So the more they, the more hype the market has, right? There's a limited. Usually, there's a limited amount of, of NFTs that exist. So what happens is, the market. You know, think about it, there's only ten thousand stock shares of stock of Amazon. Right. Right. It would it would continue to go up because everybody would want to own a piece of Amazon. So it's kind of very similar in the perspective of like, well, here's this NFT that has utility to it, whatever that utility may be, right? It could be, it yields you Ethereum. It could be, you know, uh, there's a board ape yacht club. You're part of this club and part of this community. You own the rights to your ape. And some ape holders are building, you know, nightclubs with the board ape uh, logo on it. And, you know, one day Nike's going to do a collab with Board Ape Yacht Club and it's going to be a sneaker. And whoever owns that Board Ape owns a share, almost a share of that brand because that's that's how you define that. I, I am not anti-NFT, um, but I've seen trends come and go throughout my life. Garbage, garbage pale kids when we were all in, in elementary school. Uh, the Pokemon cards. My Pops. son was... Pogs. I collect. I collected well, cards right now are worth millions of dollars. No, no, I I get that, but to me, that's not mainstream. That that the, the people don't know about garbage pail kids when we were growing up, and people, you know, ba- I I collected baseball cards when I was it's in second or third grade. That you know, that stuff right. was fringe. But I feel like what? I, someone, I, hang on one second, and, Eric. Okay, I, hang on one second. I have an entire. I have the nineteen eighty six collection of every single player for all of nineteen eighty six. The Mets won the World Series. I was obsessed with it. Buying Michael Jordan cards. Well, my thing is that, but like, so like, I gave it to my son and daughter. I split it up. I said, you know, you kids, you know, one's thirteen, one's nine. They don't give a shit. They they left it in their closet. How can right now Jimmy Fallon's um, Twitter thing is the board ape, right? Mm-hmm. Your your profile picture is the board ape. This is going mainstream, but can it stay mainstream? And I'm not anti NFT. Like, if Gary Vee's ever going to listen to this. I'm asking as an outsider because I want to dip my toes in the pool. I just don't know if this is like, you know, this is for a very small sect people like garbage pail kids are, right? Or like classic movie people are. 
Well, it's, you know. Is this the future of, of currency? Is this going to be? So, so let, let's, and I'll answer that question, but let's just take a step back. Sure. Facebook, right? Change your name to Meta. Facebook. Like, think about it this way. You know, we all know how big Facebook is, right? But right. I remember when Facebook bought Instagram and everyone was like, what the hell are they doing? They paid $2 billion for Instagram. It was a joke. They paid, I think it was also $2 billion or somewhere to, for, for WhatsApp. WhatsApp. What I've never even heard of WhatsApp. I mean, think about what we use right now. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, right? Like, right. like the fact that, the, you know, they're making that bet on the metaverse. And, you know, Zuck's been quiet, sitting there, like, not really making public appearances. I see this guy on Instagram all about meta, 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 meta. Yes, this is the future, right? I mean, I, I think, I think, let's, let's look at kids. Where, what are our kids doing right now, right? They're playing video games. They're sitting in Discord groups, roadblocks, learning how to code. They have a different way of communicating with themselves, with, I guess, even us, than we did, right? Like, when I was a kid, you know, we, we played basketball and soccer and hockey and, you know, we watched the three channels of cartoons or whatever. Like, but our lives were completely different. Now it's, you know, like my kids don't want, they want YouTube stars merch, right? As like right. Christmas presents. It's just a different world. Yes. You know, I, I, I talked to a, uh, a dad the other day and he's like, yeah, my son is, you know, taking Roblox coding classes. And I'm like, that's so smart, right? Like, yeah. like the chances are he's probably not going to have to go to college and pay 70 grand a year. He's going to learn how to code video games and make a ton of money. So all those types of things, they make sense to me. Uh, it makes sense to everybody else. I don't know. But also I'm, I'm not a traditional, like stocks didn't really make sense to me, right? Like I'm not against them, but like, or like savings accounts didn't make, like I could get 2% returns or I could get 6% return. I always said, well, I could just continue to reinvest that money to my business and make more money off it, right? Like that was always, like I'll bet on myself more than betting on somebody else as an entrepreneur. That's so, where that's where we're at. I mean, we always invested into real estate, which I think, you know, real estate will, is, will always be here, you know, for the, for the right bet and whatnot. You know, that's what we, that's what we were brought up on as opposed to investing in the stocks and stuff like that. So we're, we're with you on that. My question is for NFTs, do you just buy and hold? Or do you did you actually sell to to get cash? Um, so I have sold to get cash, uh, but looking at it from a like the long term goal is is to buy and hold, is to trade up to those blue chips that are like you know you own the Amazons in in in, in your profile right like in your portfolio. That's kind of if you could get that right because. Let's let's talk about the punks and the apes. There's only 10,000 of them that exist, right? So right now, somebody's watching this show and they're like, I don't really know what a punk or an ape is or blah, 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 blah. They do their own research. They're like, this is interesting. And let's say one person buys one, right? Takes one more out of circulation and then they tell their friend about it and more and more people are going to come into the space, get interested in this space. Um and the value is going to continue to go up. Also, I will say that 
a lot of these NFTs that are going to come out are coming out are worth shit, and they're going to go to zero. What? Buyer beware. So, so who determines the price? Is it the kind of the buzz about it? Because everywhere I read an article this weekend about the Board Eight Yacht Club, mm -hmm. and they had a huge party in New York City. Were you there? Did you go? I was not there. I. Okay. I I was going to go, but I did not. It was either this weekend or it was last weekend, but like there was this oh, so, massive yeah. party and like everyone was aliases. Everyone was there. They were dressing up as apes. And it's this, this movement that I'm reading, you know, I, I, I'm reading it on Twitter about how this is not just a fly by night thing. But I mean, like, I feel like tr trading and selling is one portion of it. What people are saying guys like Gary V that it's going to change the world. It's going to change. It's going to touch That's every facet right. of business. What does he mean by that? Like right. what, what does that actually mean? Like, okay, he's making a restaurant and you, you, in order to gain entry into the restaurant, you have to own this NFT, which you buy, and then you get a membership. I mean, is that, is that the first What's different from a country? Yeah. That's, that was the first thing that came to our mind that, that that's what it's like. So is yeah, that going to be well, the future of commerce? I, I mean, I think the future of commerce is you're going to have, you know, you have a website, you have a social media account, and you're you're like, what's different from like an e-commerce store? We didn't we didn't have e-commerce, you know, before what, 15, 20 years ago, right? Like now, right. everybody like, what's the point of having a brick and mortar? So it's just a a new way to function. And if you could figure out a way to make money in the space or provide value to your customers or whatever it is, why not? So why this not? is also, I also want to talk about Gary for a minute because we're, that's three of us. The minute we, I think we were in the third hole and you're like, do you listen to Gary? Or maybe Eric asked you, do you listen to Gary? Um, Eric's worked with D Rock in the past. We're huge fans of Gary. We preach what he says about business and empathy and compassion, all that stuff. Um, I've seen Gary sitting in his office drawing an elephant. Okay. Empathy elephant. A empathy elephant. I've seen him drawing Sally Squid or Sympathy Squid or whatever. And I can do that, right? I can sit and do I'm I'm a pretty good drawer. I could draw a smiley face and call it Happy Michael or you know Happy Stan. And I just go on like a website and say, and go on, I think it's um Open C yeah. Open C and say, you know, this is now a thousand dollars. It, it, so can anyone can doodle anything and it's going to become art or is it, it, that what it, is it, but if somebody's willing to pay for it right right so right now everyone everyone wants to pay for the board apes and everybody wants to pay for the crypto punks sure are there other I, I don't know how gary's doing with it is is he selling empathy elephant yes so listen get get so a lot of people so i'll be honest with you when i saw gary's nft and i bought one I didn't love it, but I bought one just to buy one. Why did you um, buy one? What, what 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 made you want it? Because it was Gary's brand. It was Gary's. Look, you're betting on the jockey, right? So here, I'll give you a different right. example. If you, and by the way, you could have bought Gary's NFT. I think they were like three thousand dollars. Now they're worth forty grand. So from men, right? What the like, fuck is happening right under our nose? <laughs> but, but, but but listen, but here's the other example. You you're a big Gary fan, right? You yeah, we love Gary. You love Gary. Gary B comes up to you. You see Gary B in a bar, whatever it is. He comes up and he says, Eric, Michael, you guys seem like nice guys. I'm starting a company. This is going to be the biggest company I've ever built in my whole entire life. You could be a partner in this company. Okay. I'm going to sell you a share for four grand. 
or 40 grand and you get equity in my brand, would you do it? Yeah, probably. You wouldn't even I'm think twice about it. Right. That's what he did. Here he's basically sold shares in V Friends, which is the biggest brand he's ever gonna build, build. And you're staking a shareholder. So I think a lot of people, including myself, are looking at like, these are some really ugly drawings, and I don't get it. Right. You're getting you own a piece of his brand, and there's only 10,255 shares in existence. So his and it like so he hand doodled it and then he scanned it. He created the digital image, which was then the, the NFT. And then I saw that he went and actually sold his the original drawings at a real world auction. Yeah, How does that come with Sotheby's, right? Or Sotheby's, one of them. Yeah, I know what, whatever, whatever it was. So how does that work? Did did he did the the person who actually bought those originals, or were those ones that were never sold? Like, how does that all interplay with like the real world piece of art, and then versus the the digital NFT? I mean, that's kind of the re what you could you could do whatever you want to do once you have that NFT, right? Like, you could send you could sell the original. Like, there's a guy, his name's uh, Tom Sachs, who's a famous artist. He's selling rockets that are NFTs, but you actually get a physical rocket that he launches, you know, up in 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 in, in this, like, in New York City. But but like his pieces of art sell, sell for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars, right? So he's combining the physical with 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 the digital. There's gonna be this is the the most interesting word that everyone needs to concentrate on in the NFT space is utility. There's utility. Right. What you like, get, what you get what on the you physical. Might get, you might get, you might get, you might not get anything, right? But there's a utility to it. When we were, let's say if you bought a, a Picasso or whatever, an expensive piece of art, you don't, you don't get anything for it. You get this piece of art, right? One, you don't even know if it's real. That's one problem. Let's say if Michael comes to Eric and, and you guys are brothers, you're not going to try to rip each other off, but you're like, look. We're gonna buy. Uh, I want to. I don't sell know you. about that. I don't know about that. I used to. Well, do that Let's say somebody wants to sell you a piece of art, right? And you know it's expensive. It's a famous artist. They put a price value of fifty thousand dollars on it. You say, you know what? I like it. It's valuable. I'm gonna buy it, right? Sits it. It sits on in your living room for the next 15, 20 years. It's beautiful. You love it. You look at it every single day. Finally, you say, you know what? It's time to sell the piece of art. It's probably worth a lot of bit of money. I can pay for my kids' college, whatever I want to do. How do you sell that piece of art? Does anybody know? Go to auction. Well, you have to go get her appraised, right? You, you have, have to, to go get her to the appraised house, and you have to go get her appraised. Right now, you could go to that auction house and the auction. You know, these guys say, you know what? It's fake, right? Or it's not worth shit. Or uh, you know, or we could get you X amount of millions of dollars for it, right? But there's no proof of authenticity. Mm -hmm. None. On the blockchain, if you bought a piece of digital art, I can't sell you a fake NFT. It's on the blockchain. It's there. The rules are written, right? It, it exists. So, like, there's instant authenticity on, on this NFT. And there's also instant liquidity. If there's somebody that's willing to, I bought it for a dollar, and they're willing to pay me $2 right there and then, that transaction happens instantly. You could be sleeping. Right, you don't have to take it off your wall. Go put it in your car. Drive it to the auction house. Package it. Like there's no, there's no. In the instance where the NFL said that they were going to be making tick their their tickets into NFTs, you can you pay cash 
for NFTs or is it only Ethereum? So good, good question. The answer is you could pay cash. So like there's, there's plat like OpenSea, you cannot use cash. You can only buy an Ethereum. Uh, but Nifty Gateway, uh, you could you could use a credit card. Um, like if you're buying an NFT through the NFL, you could probably use a credit card. So yes, you you can. Because I feel like I feel like cryptocurrency is is a barrier to entry for the real projects. Yes, and that that that's the hard part. I mean, you and I have we us three had that conversation of opening yeah. up a MetaMask. It it's it's not hard to do. It's the concept is hard to like. I I did I did the MetaMask right, and I have Ethereum. I went right when we spoke a few months ago. You know, I I, I have it. It's ready. It's there. Um, I spoke to a good friend of mine, also a member of where we are. He's going to remain nameless. He's been on the show before, and he he's an investor. And I said, "What is your thoughts on NFTs and crypto?" And he says, "I stay the far fuck away from them." Quote unquote. And I said, you know, it's the complete opposite of you, Stan. And I'm just, I'm trying to. And he's, he's a traditionalist. Right. He's a CNBC guy, right? He's CNBC is on his house all day long. He's all about squawk box. And I said, what, why, what's the reason that you would never dip your toes in this? Cause we have a, we have a good friend, you, I didn't mention names who is all about this stuff. This is the future. This is everything. And he said something that was pretty fascinating. He said, anything that I have to remember my password, if I forget my password and I can't get my money, I don't want to be involved in. And what MetaMask did, it was scary. I felt like I was joining a cult where it was like, they, what? But the reason why crypto exists, right, is is to go kind of against every single thing that your buddy stands for, right? Yes. They, yes. Centralization of, of, of banks, right? The banks are making too much money, right? Oh, There's all these middlemen that are making money. Why? What? 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 And look, I mean, you know, not, not to get into politics politics or the US, US dollars worth shit, it's going to continue to be worth shit, right? Inflation is here, it's going to continue. So if you have, you know, like money sitting in your bank account, and you're literally you're losing money by it sitting in your bank account due to inflation, you, you have to invest it in order for you to catch up. So what do you uh, say? Ease or, or buy, 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 buy crypto, but that could be one avenue. So what do you say to people who say that crypto, um, not crypto, well, crypto also and NFTs are just a Ponzi scheme? Is they, do they just not understand? I, listen, you know, <laughs> I don't have anything. I probably, that conversation is going to end right there. I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, argue with somebody that doesn't believe in it. This is, right. this is a revolution what's happening in this space right now that, and, and it's a dichotomy of what, you know, one of our good buddies said versus what one of our good buddies has said, saying that I don't want to have to put 12 passwords in and I have to remember it to get my money back. You're saying this is, this is it, that his, his way is archaic. And I mean, let's, let, let, let's, let's to who remembers dial up internet. Who remembers AOL? Who remembers exactly you know, right. Like, did did we like? Let's. Did we ever think we we're gonna have an iPhone in our hands? Did we ever think we're not gonna be able to function without a phone? I mean, like, you know, we're about the same age. So you like, know what I'm gonna. Like, we were all sitting there, like, I can't wait to get online. DOS computers. Like, this is the internet, right? This right. is where it is. You have an opportunity to invest in the internet. That that's that's my outlook on it. And do you think the metaverse, do you think Mark's meta is going to be 
everything that our children, we all have young children. Do you feel that their lives are going to revolve around this metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg literally has to put the way Steve Jobs put every one of these in our in our pockets and Bill Gates put a computer in everyone's home. Is Mark Zuckerberg going to put glasses on everyone on this planet? Because I, I, this is my thing against Facebook. I joined Facebook in August 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, because I was never a Facebook guy. I was writing. I was hanging out with my bro. Call me late to the party, whatever. But I finally joined Facebook, you know, 20 years after it came out or whatever. I didn't need Facebook to function. I still don't. If Facebook goes down, so, I, you know, I'm going to go read a book. Is, is, is this permanent? Is this NFT thing permanent for for society is is mark's metaverse going to be permanent because it's a little scary stan i won't lie to you i think it's scary too i mean look there's there's a lot of downsides to it right i mean you have people literally living in basements you know sitting on a computer 18 hours a day probably don't see fresh air right i mean 100 there, there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of downsides to it 100 listen there's people that are becoming you know billionaires millionaires that were working at walmart right, right. like so there's a lot of different moving parts to what's happening. Is this going anywhere? I don't think so, man. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, just where the world is going, right? Like we're, we're <clears throat> technology. We're obsessed with technology. Is, but my, this is the question that I, that I need to know. Is this going to be a part of it or is it going to be everything? Facebook goes down today. Facebook on the app shuts down. My life continues. To me, Facebook is a glorified text messaging service. That's all it is. So I, I need to read. But, but, but remember when Instagram went down for like eight hours and the world was in panic? This happened. Like I, I'm not a, like, I'm on Instagram for my books and everything, but like. Eric, do you remember that? Like, I do. Sure. Ago? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, like, I honestly don't remember. The world collapsed. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, I don't need Facebook to function either. Listen. Like, what about, what about the, 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 money on while the fa Facebook is important, um, it's, it's not, not the everything. most. It's not. It's not the most important thing. I right. think that um, that that the metaverse, and that's why he changed his name away from the Facebook, is because the metaverse and NFTs and all this stuff has the potential to actually be very important. That you know, I know that you know. Whenever I see any type of technology like this, we always try and shimmy it into our our brick and mortar business. Right. And we've been brainstorming and we're thinking, how can we create a BLS NFT? What type of utility can we give that will give our customers a membership, a something? Maybe each confirmation is going to have an NFT. I mean, all that stuff is very possible. I think we're, you know, we have to wait for our industry to catch up a little bit. Um, you they're know, my developers to catch up. They're still on no, DOS. They're, they're not. They're not. Our system's pretty good. I'm teasing. Well, you innovate, right? I mean, look, here's the other yeah. part of it. Like, you guys have, you know, and forget about like the word NFT and the like. It's going to come to a point where you're going to update your, you're going to be on the blockchain technology, and like you said, you know, if somebody books it, they're going to get an NFT as a receipt because right. that's going to be normal, right? Right. Why? Because it's going to make your business more efficient. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's not, there might not be any sort of financial reward down the line for the person that owns your NFT, but it might just be like, hey, we're going to change our whole process and our whole system to be on the blockchain technology because they're going to get a receipt and that receipt is going to be a number and it's going to go to their wallet and blah, 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 blah. And whatever that transaction that inspires in your processes and systems 
is going to make your life easier, your employees' life easier, and the customer's life easier, right? And if that's going to be the case, you're going to be willing to make that financial investment to do it, right? That's where, you know, the smart contract, the technology is very, very innovative. And you cut out lawyers and, and you know. Explain like, that. What what does that mean? So is a smart contract just what um, that company is where you, uh, DocuSign? No. Isn't DocuSign a smart contract? So what is the difference between smart DocuSign? Smart contract is on, is, is on the blockchain technology. Right? How does that protect you? Because so let's say we start an NFT right now, us three, and in the smart contract we put in that every single dollar that is made, you know, half of it goes to operating expenses, half of it goes to, you know, a third of it is, half of it is split up between us three, right? And whatever you, however you set up in the smart contract, it automatically, like when somebody's gonna buy something on the blockchain technology, that money is automatically gonna go to three, four different accounts. One is gonna go to the operating account, one's gonna go to you, one's gonna go to me, one's gonna go to, you know, Michael, right? We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to call our accountant, right? We didn't have to call our lawyer. We didn't have to say, Michael, can you please cut the check? That's that unbelievable. Paid? Right? That's so unbelievable. Like, you're, you're cutting everything out. You're just sitting there and, and, and just making money. So in 10 years, is this is, is this how we're going to be buying a house? I think a lot sooner than that. Yeah. You think yeah. sooner than that? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, title search. Think about that. Oh, you're, my God. The torturous title somebody, search. To go right. right to courthouses and see if there's liens and there's this and there's that. It but what happens if you just do it as, as an NFT and there's a smart contract that says, okay, the first house that's sold, right? Here's here's the NFT that goes. I sold my house to Eric, right? Now Eric owns it. When Eric sells it, he sells it to Michael. He transfers over ownership of that NFT to Michael. Let's say if there's a lien on it, you put the lien on the smart contract. When Michael goes sells that house, it automatically goes and pays off whoever the lien is. Is there? Jesus it's, like for me, it's like it's like having a live. It's like having a living trust. It's like it's like having a corporation that owns your company and you own parts of that corporation. Holy shit! It just kind of clicked for me as to why this stuff is so important. But it's just streamlining it and and it's making it completely instant now my next question is no dude can, you're hogging stan you're hogging stan i need questions hold on too. does can the system go down can the server go down can it be hacked no yeah. uh your wallet could be hacked the blockchain technology cannot be hacked why that's why i don't know i don't know I, because of the ethereum network and how it's set up because of the way it was designed from the beginning the way it's designed the, the way the the big thing about this thing is 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 this the chain right the, and, and by the way there's other you know now there's Solana, there's other things that are existing and continue to exist but the way this thing is built right and i don't want to sit here and say this is unhackable blah 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 you can't right i i, I but from my understanding of the technology you could hack somebody's wallet right and but like even hacking somebody's wallet i have to give somebody permission like i have to like sign a document you know, virtually right on my phone or on, on the app that that i'm giving you permission to go and access my wallet how so, hold on one second stan I, I have a million questions about this let's go i'm a writer um i'm published and 
I'm hearing Gary speak about how the NFT gets rid of the label. It gets rid of the publishing house that, you know, from Gary's example was, um, you know, you have a album, right? Michael's, you know, Michael's greatest hits or whatever. And I make music, I make a techno CD, whatever. And I don't have to get CD, a CD. I don't know. You know, (laughs) I'm still stuck in like 96. How do you go and cut out the record label? I I self-published. I I originally started self-publishing and that's how I got noticed by the big, by, you know, getting an agent and a manager and an entertainment attorney and all that stuff. But like, how does, how do you get, how do you like leave out the third party and, and make it your own? So like Gary said, you write a, you, you know, you make a, a, you know, an album, you upload it to iTunes. People can buy the NFT. Why don't they just buy the music? I don't understand it at all. How it gets rid of UMG or, Sony, Sony, uh, you know, um, um, Sony Music. How is that possible? Because you're, you're making all the money off it. So you're self-publishing, basically. Yeah, you're self-publishing. You're you're making the. But that never goes. Money, back. And you're also the royalty, right? Like that. So that's kind of the other thing, right? Think about it from this perspective. How do royalties work? And this is not like my area of expertise. But from what I understand, you know, like. You have to go and you know sell the rights to Spotify, right? To Apple Music, to all these things. And if somebody steals your music or whatever, you have to hire an attorney to go after them. Mm-hmm. There's no like, there's no like legal cor- legal course that you, you could take and automatically get money from it. You have to go sue. That costs money, right? right. And 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 w- why people go record labels is they have the lawyers, right? They have the distribution. They have all these systems and processes set up. And that's why they're like, you know, we're charging you the bulk of the money because we're doing all the work. But now if you release it as an NFT, you're not doing anything. You're going, you're directly releasing. You're, if you have 10 million followers on your IG or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, say, look, I just released an NFT. It's going to cost you a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. And you're collecting all the money, right? And then if it resells, somebody else buys that NFT, you're making whatever your five ten percent royalty on it down the line. So you're but basically how do they get you? How do they get you basically crowd? It's, it it would basically be Michael would crowdsource a book, right? So he would create an NFT, a Monsterland NFT, that would then create revenue that would crowdsource Monster. it. Um, yeah, but, but the and point is, raise funds. My manager would never let me do this. Hundred percent, he won't. He would like so Monsterland is being turned into a script. A screenplay, a feature film screenplay. My manager thinks it's going to go the minute this draft is done. He's on the fourth draft. It's doing, you know, it's really, he took good notes. And my manager is going to go and sell this to a studio and make a movie from my book, my IP. Right. If I start an, N- an NFT on this, I would, get my, I would get my, I would get hung by my balls. But do it. Don't, but what you do is when your movie comes out, you then say, if you, this is what I'll talk to your manager about, I want to sell the originals first draft, second draft, third draft, fourth draft as an NFT. And then when my movie blows up, I could go sell, you know, the Oaken one of one, you know, here's the one of one draft. I'm going to go sell it. Whatever. Auction, right. 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, a million dollars, whatever it is. Now you could sell all your assets, right? You could sell whatever it is, right? Here's the idea I came up with on a napkin, right? Here's like, like, think about it. Taylor Swift says, you know what? I wrote this song about me breaking up with my boyfriend in my bathtub. 
right? And I wrote it on you know a piece of loose leaf paper. Now I want to turn that into an NFT and sell it. Oh what my god, I, it it clicked for me too. Jesus Christ! I made these movie posters. I, we when, we when, did this like five years ago. Five years ago, and I and I I signed them. I believe in the, you know. We'll to, I want to talk about meditation and Doge. I want to talk about meditation and Doge. I made these movie posters because I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that if you want something to happen, you have to surround yourself with that thought. So I I took the cover of my book. Eric made the cover of the book, and we made movie posters. And I signed every. I made fifty of them. I, I mean, literally made fifty of these, and they're all numbered. And I signed them. I so I can take that. Let's say Monsterland's going to be the next Harry Potter, which it is. All right, I'm putting it out there. And then I, I want more posters. For you, it's a bill. For you, it's going to be a billion dollars. There it is. You just said it. You figure it out. You just figure out your NFT, right? You're gonna you're 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 Harry Potter, right? Right. You have fifty of these posters you created five years ago. Yeah. That's it. It's it's on record, right? We're on the show. You're saying this. Right. So if if you know, 10 years down the line, it comes out that there was actually 60 of these photos, right? You you lied, right? You're trying to, you know. I'm not, I don't lie to you. But no, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like we have it on record that there's 50 of them. Yes, they're numbered. Yes, 100%. They're, numbered. they're numbered. You're going to turn them into an NFT. How? What? Like, uh, Explain. I own the right, I own the images. My, my entertainment attorney who put the Simpsons and SpongeBob on air she made the, the Matt Groening own the images of the Simpsons. So if you buy a Homer Simpson doll in Indonesia, it's going to say created by Matt Groening. Sure. She made me do this for the the werewolf, the vampire, the zombie, and the name Monsterland. Okay. I own the image rights to that. So I'm going to go and create images of the werewolf, the vampire, and the zombie all in you know the werewolf wearing you know like a, a pink scarf or whatever the case and i'm gonna go and sell this as an if my manager would even allow me to do this yeah but you're not gonna do it now you're gonna do it down the line one one i see but what so could could so i own the rights to that could someone take that image put uh you know glasses on the werewolf and go now i own it because i own the rights to that you know what i'm saying as as a fraud as someone who's like going to come and say anybody oh, can do any anybody yeah, can I mean, do yeah. anything. Yeah, I guess anybody can do anything. But 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 here, I th I think the, the the different question is in what. So you have you like, you know, and this is not my business, but I'm assuming once again Taylor Swift goes on tour. There's some sort of marketing company or management company that says, "All right, we got to design merch for this tour." Yeah. Right. And we're gonna. I'm sure it's a multi-million dollar business. So yeah. now the business is going to be we're gonna figure out what's the NFT plan for Monsterland, right? right? And that, like, there's, but but here's where, here's where it gets interesting. Monsterland, you know, you buy a poster, it's going to get you lunch with Michael, right? Right. Yeah. Or Michael's going to come to your bar mitzvah and talk to your son or whatever. I'm going to sing. I'm going to Whatever sing. you want to come up with or right. whatever makes sense and there's a value to it. Right. Right. That's where it becomes like, what's the value of somebody paying a celebrity, you know, to come sing at their son's bar mitzvah? It's just the right? experience of it. It's right. the experience of it, right? So it's right. like, go play one-on-one -on -one basketball with LeBron James. That value is whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. But, but now you could, like, you could combine real-life experiences. That's right? that's called the utility, right? That's, that's the right. utility of it, right? The utility, and those experiences were there, right? But if LeBron James takes, this is what's going to happen, right? Sports cards. 
there, now you, you pull a sports card and it's an expensive sports card and you're like, this is a one of one, blah, 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 blah. Three to five years down the line, probably even less, you're going to pull a sports card and it's going to come with an NFT. And that NFT is going to give you, you know, floor seats of the Lakers, right? And then a one-on-one session with LeBron James. Hmm. So now that value, you have the physical, which is worth money because there's only you know one of them or or 10 of them or whatever it is and there's an experience component to it that exists as it's well. incredible so how is that how is the experience financed so like so is it because that nft is going to go up in value and if and when that's eventually sold the the original creator of that nft is going to make 10 percent because like giving away floor seats to a lakers game costs money sure. right well, so if, you, if you're going to give that if, if, if you're going to give that to the NFT and let's say somebody wins that NFT on future sales, is that how the Lakers are going to make money? Because like that's kind of what I'm grappling with in my head is, OK, let's say for BLS, we we make a rock, you know, we give away a, a 10 hours free ride because somebody bought this NFT for a thousand dollars. Like what happens like after after the 10 hours, it's I mean, is that nft technically worthless but it could be you know a marketing expense it could be a lead generation expense it could be you know th there could be other different things that that exist out of it uh i i think that's the the interesting part is going to be who's going to create what that's going to make sense for them who's going to figure it out yeah right. who's going to figure it out and, and like listen there i was on a call last night at 11 o'clock at night there's a thing called wolf game well sorry wolf game it is so complicated. It is so like, you know, and it was me and a few of my buddies, really smart people trying to figure out if we should make the um, investment in this. Right. And we sat there and we read a white paper and we tried to understand and we asked a lot of questions to our friends who are, are invested in this. And at the end of the day, we decided not to do it. Why? And it crashed. It crashed last night. We made the right yeah. decision. What, what, what made it so complicated? And we don't have enough time to, but forget it. So, so like, it's a game, like people are creating, this is where people are creating real life games, right? So you buy this NFT. Like squid game. It, it's, it's, but it's, it's gambling. No one dies. It's, 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 it's tokenized. Like in this game, you own this NFT, right. but if somebody else owns this other NFT, there's a 10% chance that they might steal your NFT. So your NFT could go from being worth whatever, five grand to zero, because part of the game is you stole, somebody else could steal your NFT. But if they don't steal your NFT, you're making residual income off your NFT through these tokens that are worth 25 cents. It's Stan, Stan, you're, you're giving yeah. me, I like, I, I, I got you uh, the first like 50 minutes, we were good. Like, I'm like, I get it. I understand <laughs> what you're doing. This, I should have never think Someone is going to- Smart people. There's a lot of really smart. smart yes. People. Like yes. They're, they're creating stuff that like. Here's the thing. Like if we were sitting here, we're like, guys, let's create it. Let's create a business, right? And we're starting, you know, like prestige worldwide. And that's what we're gonna call. World. We're, we're starting a business, and we're thinking about all these complex ideas, right? We have to go, you know, we have to we have to go hire people. We have to go hire attorneys. We have to go. There's so many different components of everything that needs to get done, right? What's happening now is people are coming up with an NFT idea and they're launching it in a day, two days, oh three days, God. four days, and they're making millions of dollars on it. Here's why. One, they understand the space really, really well. They're very, very smart and they have influence. 
right? So they don't need like, like they're just, they're coming up with ideas right? and they're executing them. They're selling you on a dream. Some of those dreams might go to zero, they might fail, or some of those dreams might go to, you know, billions. So the it's future in a startup, there's going to be plenty of pets.com, but out of the ashes will come an Amazon and Amazon and, and all right. those other types. But look, nobody at this point knows what the next Uber is going to be. No one no knows one... what the next board ape is. Board ape made it. Right? But no, yeah, but no, but who knows what board ape is going to become? Maybe it's always, or, or maybe they're actually going to create a real business. Maybe they're going to create. Great. No, they, I mean, they, those guys have a real, listen, they just hire Guy Sieri, who's Madonna's and YouTube's business manager, to manage the board of Yacht Club. Like, you know, yeah, it's not small potatoes. They, they did a billion dollars and almost a billion dollars in, in sales in since May. Show me a brand that could do a billion dollars in sales from inception to what is it? Six months, seven months? Not even, right? No, not even. So, Is there, are there still board apes for sale? There's always going to be board apes for sale. You can well, buy it's on the secondary market, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 the that's whole, what it is. That's the game. But listen, here's the here's the difference, right? And this is if you guys decided to buy a board ape, and I'm not telling you to do this, I'm just just giving you a hypothetical. And you turn, you guys have a brand, and your mascot is going to be the board ape, right? Right. There is a value there, right? Right. Maybe every single one of the people that owns a board ape is going to use your service because you guys have a board ape as, as, a, as a mascot. I was thinking for Oaken Bros, Eric, that if we make the board ape for Oaken Bros, just, just to have, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but there, but, but there's so like, there's so much different, like you could go technically, let's say if you, I'll give you a different, if you guys were, you know, a t-shirt brand and you were doing whatever, let's say $50 million a year in sales and you had a built-in audience, you go buy a board ape for 200 grand and you go pay the board ape you know, t-shirt, you could do it because you own it. Right. Right. And you have to build an audience who's going to buy the t-shirt. I see. So it's like, you're buying the Flintstones. You're buying, you're buying Fred Flintstone. And then yeah. you're buying, you're buying, you're buying. Yeah. And you own them and you can go figure out what to, you know, they have to make like, they have to make cartoons of this. They have to make, board they out. are, they are. That's, I think that's going to be huge. Like games, cartoons, like right. now they're coming out with their own token. Like there's, and right. that's thing. they're doing a, they're not rushing anything. Like in the, in the NFT world, like the other problem with NFTs is everyone's trying to do like everything at once. And then like the brands that are really taking their time with it are the ones that are are succeeding. What are you going to are you going to create an NFT? I am. What's can you reveal what the story is behind that? Um I will come back on his show one. Once. I want a part two, Eric, because I I only well, asked like twenty five percent. I am releasing an NFT early next year. Um, I have been working on this for the last three to four months. So you didn't um, just draw a squid on the thing and called it yeah. Stanley the Squid. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my the NFT we're working on is going to be is going to tie in what I think it it brings in all the components of what makes an NFT work really cool kick-ass artwork by a real artist not you know like a real accomplished artist uh gamification 
um, and utility by meaning you're going to get real life experiences tied to this NFT. Um, I've been working on this for, like I said, three, four months. And I'll be honest with you, I could have released this thing three, four months ago and made a few million dollars by just selling out. But I want to do something that's going to really, really change, like, you know, go compete with Board 8 and not compete with them because, like, they're different. There's but, plenty of uh, but, but But, but it, it brings something that's, that I think is different. Um, Hear me out. Hear yeah. me out. Yes, sir. I wanted to create a crypto and have a toe as the, I swear to God, I was looking at, at, at OpenSea. I'm like, you know, I'm good with like making words into things, right? Into like kind of like dual meanings. I'm sure it's been crypto, T-O-E. And no one take this, all right? Nope. No one take this. And each thing is like a big toe. And e the big toe is like a different board ape type, right? Like there's, you know, like a, you know, a funny toe, a silly toe, or, you know, like this little piggy went to the market toe. Would people, would I be laughed out of the NFT world with that? Listen, there's so many stupid concepts out there. It, it's not, and this is, I think the other thing, like if you really look at the NFT world, like people are, are copycats. They're not innovative. They're not smart. They're trying right. to like replicate everybody else's model. Nobody actually, they're just trying to make money. Right. Right. There's not, there's, there's a lot of innovation, but there's not a lot of innovation, right? There's like the people that are really fucking innovative, innovative and smart and really thoughtful and kind of put a lot of effort and time. And that time doesn't mean months. It could be two days in a sprint session somewhere, you know, in the boondocks after doing ayahuasca. I, I don't know. Right. But they're like, it's, it's, there's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of copycats. There's a lot of right. pumpers. There's a lot of bullshit. Right. right. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that's like really, you know, like, like I must say, I must say you have sufficiently famished my brain where I'm like, I'm spinning in a hundred different directions right I'm now. I'm freaking out right now. But guys, th out. this is the, and this is what I think a lot of people need to realize, right? And you ask questions about meta, you ask questions about NFTs. It doesn't have to be like how do I invest X amount of dollars? And, you know, like I, I'm investing in 10 NFTs as collectibles, right? Because I believe in it as collectibles. You could go, you know, buy coins that support these NFTs in Ethereum, or you could go and, you know, like build a software that supports, going to support the future. There's so many different businesses that are going to come around this, right? There's so many different use cases and, and and like like i said it might just be as simple as hey you know our whole processing you know or our whole business is run on the blockchain technology and that's what makes our business more efficient and we're going to make an extra 10 15 a year more right or we're going to save our customers an extra 10 20 more right and and that might be just as easy as that right it doesn't have to be like something so crazy and out there or so like like right now we will pay our vendors on a credit card in the next few years that that could all be gone right well, Where well, but but let, let's let's look at a different perspective right and this is if you went out there and you said we accept crypto you could pay us in crypto right if you guys believe in crypto mm -hmm. and let's say i pay you in ethereum 
and you are willing to hold that Ethereum long-term because you believe Ethereum is going to go to $10,000, $15,000, Think about the delta that you're going to make on that money if you believe in that, right? Right. But you're also like, like people are going to think it's kind of cool that you guys accept crypto, right? It makes we're, your- We're exploring that now. Right, but, 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 but you're also like, you have the opportunity of the delta now, if you don't believe in crypto, that's a whole other story, right? Because you could always, obviously always lose it. But the upside of that, where it's like a dollar is a dollar, right? Like, you right. know, it's not going to be worth $2 tomorrow. Like, right. Ethereum. Well, that's Doge. So Eric and I went really big into Doge. We just, we rode the wave. It we was just fun. We definitely should have sold that when it hit like 70 cents, but we didn't. It, it To me, it was fun. <clears throat> What what's what's Shibu like? It's it's not it's like um to me it's like garbage pail kids. It's nonstop, and and I don't see how like so I'm waiting for Doge to explode because Elon Musk said it would. Is everything based on someone's gab on the gift of gab that someone can come some celebrities can come and go? I bought Doge, and then all of a sudden Doge is going to go up when Doge ha- really doesn't have a value. To me, it's just a a pixel on a screen. It doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't have a value. There's nothing backing. But I, and by the way, I don't believe in any of that shit. Um, oh, you don't. You're not. I don't. But because there's no technology, there's nothing backing. It. There's no like it's on the blockchain technology, right? There's no cause and effect to it. With that right. being said, there could be. Right. right. If Elon Musk says you could buy a car with Doge or Shiba or whatever it is, or that's the only currency we're going to take going forward, there could be. I don't think they're going to. Why? Um, why? 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 Because there's infinite supply of it. Right. That's why Bitcoin's so valuable is because it, there's a limited supply. So if that's the answer to the homework, if that's the answer to the homework, why doesn't Doge just say, okay, we're only making 10,000 coins? Then? Because Doge was made as a joke. This is fucking... There's no, there's no... Now, once again, could that change? Could there... But yeah, it's it's... If that, that's why people are like, oh, like the really, really smart people are like, it doesn't make any sense. I know you have to go and I I don't want to keep you long, but I've been wanting to ask you this. When we play golf, you said you meditate and you said meditation has been one of the biggest like kind of like inspirations in your life. Like you, it has grounded you. You've mentioned that when you don't meditate, your wife will say, did you, you didn't meditate today, Stan? Can you correlate um, meditation with what you're doing now in this forward thinking movement. <laughs> I've never thought about that. Um, I did. I did. I, listen, I don't, I can't function without meditation. So uh, I don't know. Maybe if I didn't meditate, I wouldn't be here thinking about these things. I don't look, right. I, to me, all of the, these things is like, I look at, I, I, I love upside. Right. Maybe I'm a gambler. Maybe I don't know what it is to me. Like in anything I do, I look for upside. What is the upside to me? I look at NFTs. What a shit. Right. And then I look at kind of everything else. Right. Like I could go buy a business. Right. And make, you know, my money back in three years, four years, five years. Like I don't see a lot of upside there. Right. right. Like it's, it's, it's interesting. It's good, but it's like here, the upside is tremendous. 
And, and I think for every use, like that's the thing. I don't think you have to be like in the NFT space, right? Like I think that it, if you bought crypto, if you buy crypto today, right? Like I have friends who look at me, like literally, I'm like, dude, buy Ethereum, right? Like you're one of my best friends. Spend a thousand bucks on Ethereum. I'm not I bought Ethereum. I, th I bought Ethereum because of you. But, but thank you. Uh, but spend a thousand bucks on Ethereum, right? It's not going to break you. It's not going to, not financial advice, not financial advice. It's not going to break you. It's not like spend a thousand bucks on it, right? See what happens. The amount of upside you have with Ethereum is crazy compared to you putting that thousand dollars in your, in your, in your savings, savings account, right? And my <laughs> other buddy is like, yo, set it up where every two weeks out of your paycheck, take whatever, a hundred bucks, 500 bucks, thousand bucks, 10,000, whatever you can afford. And putting it into crypto, into Ethereum, into Bitcoin or whatever it is. And by the time your kids are in college, right, what is that going to be worth? I don't know. I, if you would have told me what garbage pail kids are going to be worth in second grade, I would go, ah, oh, it's just a trading card. I have no idea. But that, I mean, but listen, that's like, I, I think like, you know, financial advisors, big banks, like all these like gurus are saying. 10% of your net worth should be in crypto, right? You know, I it's really funny. The guy that I spoke to about this, where I said, you know, we, I got this buddy. I want um, you to get him on the show and we should have a debate. I, I would I would do that. I, I would, do that. He would want, he's been on the show before. He was I, on a live stream one time. He said to me that th this is the, you. I'm going I'm to botch this. The US government is allowing all of this to happen now because they're going to come out with a US Bitcoin don't, I'm, don't don't shoot the messenger. This is not me saying it. This is what he thinks that this is. It's kind of a conspiracy that the government's going to come out with the U.S. dollar. With, they're going to come out with their own with their own their own um, US, uh, right crypto. their own coin. The dollars right. worth shit. I, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, don't don't, don't, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Global movement. Glo let, 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 let me break this down and let's talk about Afghanistan. Right. Let's talk about Venezuela. Let, let, let's talk about those countries. Their dollars were shit. Right. Shit. They can't, their money that, that they have, they can't do anything with it. They can't buy food, supplies, toothpaste, shampoo. It's not, it's worthless. Right? Now you're creating a currency that they could utilize to feed their families. Forget about like make money on. It has a, a value to it. Right. right. If they could go and say, I'm going to give you point whatever or whatever of Ethereum or Bitcoin to go to the doctor. That doctor doesn't want to take their shitty currency. He wants dollars or some sort of other currency. You, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like 100 percent. I think that that's where a lot of people are like the U.S. government. And like Peru, I think it's Peru or Bolivia, one of those countries, like they're using Bitcoin as their banking system. Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. Right? Like, why? Because their banking system sucks. Their their money is worthless. Right? God, Real bro. quick, what is the uh what's the funnest NFT that you own? Like what's what's your NFT that you Zedron. love the most? Most Zedron. Zedron, digital horse racing, the one I was telling you guys from the That I and I know we I want you back for, for more of this. No problem. I have th this by the way, everybody needs to subscribe to Oaken Bros. Everyone needs to subscribe to Goats in the Metaverse, bro. That's this true. Is about you. No, but listen, 
we support each other. Bro, this is the only thing I want from you is a fucking first dibs on your NFT when it comes out. I'll come out. I'll come out. I'll definitely come back. If you're not going to come back, yo, give me a million bucks. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. If I sold Monsterland, I'm making mega bucks. I'd be like, yeah, it's no problem. But right now, like, I could afford, you know, a little bit. Oh, but listen, it, all of this is do your own research. Like that's the other thing. People are like, tell me what NFT to buy. I can tell you what I like, but do your own research, right? So this like, is not insider trading, right? If you were like, you got to go and buy a board ape, you can't get like, like, um, I don't know, like put in what's jail. What's different than me telling you to go buy uh, I, I don't, I don't a, rookie, any, a rookie card. I don't, any, yeah. I don't have any inside information. I'm not, I don't work for board ape. Like, I don't know something you don't. Right, okay. Let me tell you like, yo, you like the sweatshirt? Go, you really need to buy the sweatshirt. It's really comfortable. I found these Billabong's waffle shirts on Amazon. They're the greatest. There you go. Listen, 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 listen. We got to wrap this up. Everybody, if you want to go and learn all about the A to Z's, collectibles, A to Z's on NFTs, uh, go check out Stan's channel. It's going to be linked down below. Uh, Goats in the Metaverse. Yeah. Um, I watch. I, you, you go live pretty often. How often do you go live? Once a week. We go. We we usually do a weekly show. Uh, our goal is to do one uh, Thursdays at four thirty uh so that's i would say have eric and me on but we will provide zero value to that show <laughs> eric and i would be like so we're just gonna be asking more questions yeah we would yeah, yeah, my uh my my twitter handle my instagram i'm more active on instagram and twitter even though that should change at stanley mayton dm me follow me i like i'll answer any questions as you know as many questions as i can i'll give you know, my two cents. Once again, none of this is financial advice. Oh, stop saying that. No, yeah, but it's not like I don't. I know. I know. But also, like I'm, like, like somebody asked me. They're like, "Hey, can you come in and talk to our group of entrepreneurs?" This and that. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like happy to do so. And then they're like, "You know, you got to go follow our process. You have to do this." You and I'm like, "By the way, I'm doing this to help you guys out. Like, right. I'm not selling my financial services after my speech, right? Like." Right. I'm not like I have zero financial gain. Stan, I community. Stan, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I I really really mean this. You should write a book and you should do what I was saying with the NFT. I'm serious. You're maybe you're, I will, but maybe maybe one day I will. Like for me, like I've been very mm -hmm. lucky enough to like put as much good into the in, put as much of this out into the world and like look, you know, I'm building really great relationships. I'm meeting very interesting people. Um, it, it is it. it I enjoy it. I think that's the most important part, yep. right? Hundred percent. Fun. Like the first time we, we did our show, I'm like, I just want to have fun. Like this is going to be fun, right? Yep. And it's not like I'm stuck behind the desk, you know, banging my head against the wall. And like I hate that. It's 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 a lot of fun to, to come onto your show and to spend time with you guys talking about this, right? Like Agreed. that is interesting. Well, you felt you followed your passion, and I got to tell you, I'm so grateful that Sean put the three of us together on that first game. I am you, you guys are the best. We, we, and by the way, we're all three really bad golfers for those of you guys watching this show. Horrific, that's not horrific. true. That's not, that might be true. I will say Stan's driver has the most unique sound when he hits it. Your ping. You still have that one, right? I do. So. Uh, for, our, for our listeners out there, that really just applies to Stan and Eric. I'm in my own league when it comes to golfing. Uh, whether that's good or bad, it remains to be seen. But, but Stan, honestly, I don't say this to many people, but we love you, bro. We really do. You're a great guy. Yeah. As the minute we met you, uh, there, instant was, there, connection. Was, there was there was an instant connection. And uh, we were like, Gary V, uh, digital horse racing, <laughs> and golf. I, I remember I came home and I told my wife, I'm like, 
I met these guys. They're, they have to be the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. I'm like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I, I think I actually showed your show to her, and she's like, they're fucking hilarious. I mean, but listen, I think I don't know. You know, I just want to say for for our listeners, if you guys want to know what it's like when Michael and I go out to dinner, like this is this, this is was right. everything going out to dinner, just like minus out the steak in front of us. So uh, we, do we do have to hit up Rothman, Stan. We do got the three of us. Listen, everybody, like, subscribe, share this show. Uh, sh share this show. Check out. Yeah, Ghosts. He's got you freaked out. <laughs> check out. Check out Goats in the Metaverse on YouTube, everybody. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. Hang out for a second there, Stan. Everyone go subscribe to Sin's YouTube channel. This man knows what he's talking about. Everyone be good. Thanks Later, a lot, guys. Stan. Bye -bye. You guys are awesome. Thank you.